You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Karen Hobbs. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Welcome. Thank you. Imagine if I didn't say anything. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> welcome. Like, mm-hmm. It would have been really awkward mm-hmm. yeah. if you oh, didn't say radio. anything. I didn't realise. Hello. <laughs> Very glamorous and, and beautiful and sunny today. I have uh, got an orange skirt on everyone that's listening and orange hooped earrings. And I don't know if I can pull them off. I never thought orange was my colour until 2K19 and I'm doing it. <laughs> I love it. I love no, it. it You're putting it. Thank you. I like it. Yeah, I've kind of, I think I've got a bit of swag about me today. Oh, yay. And also my boobs look really good in my top. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I've had two people at work say about it as well. So. Nice. New brass. New who, brass. who at work was saying that? Um, so my colleague who I run the information service with mm. for the Guiney charity, The Eve Appeal, uh, we're very, very close because we have to talk about gynae health problems all day, every day. Yeah. I had an ingrown hair that I obviously freaked out about. I was like, I've got a tumour on my labia. Oh my and God, so I, I whipped did it that straight out too. in front of her. <laughs> she's like my work mum yeah. if you told your mum everything. Yeah. So she's kind of, you know, if, if, one of, if one of our tits, if one of our pairs of tits look good <laughs> we'll tell each other about it. That's perfect. That's what you need. It's so perfect. So tell us about yourself. What do you want to know? Should I do everything? The What's rundown. your name? Where do you come from? Yeah. <laughs> my name is Karen Hobbs. I'm 29 years old. So my next birthday is 30. The big three. <gasps> wow. Are you two really young? How old are you? You're 28. young. Oh, 29? Okay, yeah. fine. No, I'm okay. not. Sorry. Almost, I do this every almost. time. 29 in November. I always preempt my so, birthday. So literally not 29. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not there yet. No, no, no. Do you do that every year? Yeah, 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 every year I'm always like, I'm older. Is it because it's, we're now in September, so it's the start of the ac- new academic year? And that maybe, to me is how I yeah, count my years. I'm yeah, September maybe. to that August, not January to December. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's so about to me. <laughs> so I'm actually 29. Uh, I live in London. I live in Peckham, which apparently is cool. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, perhaps I can put it off like the earrings. Uh, I <laughs> work for a gynae charity called The Eve Appeal a gynae cancer charity so I kind of do their information and awareness stuff about the five gynae cancers by day sorry please remind our listeners or let our listeners know what does gynae mean gynae means gynecological which is basically the in air quotes female reproductive anatomy so that's cervix womb fallopian tubes vagina vulva all of that stuff so I like to say gynae rather than female because obviously people can identify as female and Mm -hmm. not have pair of ovaries so but it's you know traditionally the female reproductive system Mm -hmm. amazing very fun it's more fun than it sounds guys (laughs) Uh, and then by night i transform into a comedian like a batman a a singular batman (laughs) batman Batman. like the sexiest bat bitch oh yeah do you have like a costume no (laughs) but 
I always, I tend to wear either a skirt or a dress oh. all the time. But it's just become a habit. That's lovely. It though. definitely isn't because I've grown out of my jeans and haven't bought <laughs> new ones. It's definitely because I like to look fit AF on stage. That oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, by night I do stand up comedy. Amazing. And you talk a That's lot about amazing. vaginas. All about vaginas. Day and night, it's all about the puss. So I start <laughs> all about that puss, about that puss. No travel. Very good. I'm not a singer. In case anyone's like, I hope she's not doing musical comedy. <laughs> I'm not coming to that gig. No, no, no. Yes, laugh quieter. <laughs> I have to ask, what is so funny about sex? Because it's quite a common subject within comedy. Mm. I think it's because it's something most people do in some way or another. And I think a lot of, that is true. in my opinion, good comedy is when you can relate to what the person on stage mm-hmm. is saying. So yeah. not every person will have had the same good, bad, ugly sexual experience. But you probably, when someone tells you something funny about something that happened to them in the bedroom or the boat mm-hmm. or the car or wherever. <laughs> the boat. Uh, yeah, the boat. I've had sex on a boat. <laughs> oh, have you now? Yes, I have. <gasps> oh, um, over wait. the steering wheel of a slow-moving houseboat, nonetheless. Oh, my wow. goodness. Whilst driving. It was fun. Is this one of your sex stories? In that? No, but oh, I've got so many. Tell more. I'm like, what, How did you end up fucking on a boat? So my boyfriend was boat-sitting for mm-hmm. his friend that lives on a boat and had gone travelling. So I went to stay on it and he needed to move it from one place to another because I didn't know this but like on the London canal system yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't unless you've got some particular type of permit stay yeah barged or parked in one place to keep moving so he was driving the boat with the big steering wheel mm-hmm. and uh we're going down the river it was a nice day have at it but <laughs> thought it was a quiet part of the river Uh-oh. yeah so we're like let's do it so I was having sex over the steering wheel and then we came up to a golf course. Oh. Like all of these bush, the bushes on the riverbank sort of disappeared and then there was a golf course and people were just playing golf about three metres away from the oh boat. And I had gosh. a little pinafore on, so it was kind of just a quick sort of pull out and pull down. Yeah, was, like, yeah. I know, but, no, the, she... but, but it kind of encouraged him to come, the kind of heightened situation. Oh, so like, I, had, I, had, I was sort he of pulling my tights up with kind of come getting squished in my tights. You know, oh, you're like, so uncomfortable. No. So I just had like an... I was about to say an arse full of cum. We weren't having anal sex, but like, you know, around my knickers and all. Oh, it was, yeah. Oh my it was, God. That sounds so I've been in more comfortable situations. Was let's it, put it that way. Was there not a bathroom on this boat? Yeah, there was, the but boat? the steering wheel bit was kind of um, the at the top part. of the boat. The sexy part. Oh, so it's not inside? You're no. doing this on top? Yeah, outside. Of course. View, and then you oh. go down the stairs. Oh, wait, it was stairs. outside? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's got a little sort of roof bit, but then, so the imagine the steering wheel is covered uh, by a sort of canopy but yeah. there's no sides to it. And then you go down the stairs into the main part of the boat and the little, I mean, I say toilet, that's a generous word. It was a, <laughs> it was a bucket with sawdust at the bottom. Um, nice. That was at the other end of the boat downstairs. Mm-hmm. So there was no way I could sort of sort myself out, you know, without exposing myself even more so yeah that's amazing yeah that is the the shitty thing about having come inside you especially if you've got somewhere to be Mm. it never stays inside you it comes the fuck out it's so important like an hour later yes sometimes an hour later yeah Yeah. especially if it's like all the way up it gets like caught above your cervix or like in a little nook and cranny and then like comes and drips out i think as soon as you're done just stand up or go i like to just go and sit on the toilet I do exactly yeah. the same. And just wait yeah. for it to come out because you know, it's good to wee off the sex anyway. It's yeah. a health UTIs, message. Yeah. Exactly. And then if you're sat there for a few minutes, 
probably because of the angle and you're kind of allowing everything to open up it probably will come out quicker than obviously if you're just lying down for two yeah. hours the worst thing is when you accidentally fall asleep oh no oh no oh and you feel like cloy and you like feel clogged yeah yeah you feel uh-huh. like the, the sperm is in your urethra yeah. and like yeah. when you piss it's just what like kind of weird i've stinging. always felt so uncomfortable sleeping mm. after sex yeah. when i get come inside and it, I, I don't think i don't know what it is i've never chosen to do that thing it's always been an accident of being yeah. drunk or something i think it's yeah. a horrible feeling to then wake up in the morning and you're wet and sticky. yeah Ew. you wake up in a puddle or like you, yeah. you, as you're waking up it's dripping out of you I I get it all over the sheets or like in my underwear and then you wake up and you're like oh Sleeping Beauty, and then you just stand up and just, that glob, and, and then you know it when it just yes. drips down your or thigh. Or when you get the string from your vagina to your thigh, yeah, like Ooh. string of truth. <laughs> so I always have good. a cheeky oh little morning god. fart, so I forget about yeah. the cum, have a little morning fart, and then it dribbles out. Bubbles I'm like, out. oh god, yeah. <laughs> fuck number one, the last fuck. And final, or most recent, <laughs> most recent, my last ever, the last time you did it, the last time I had sex was uh, three days ago mm-hmm. with my boyfriend in our bed, mm-hmm. wild, <laughs> so wild, so wild, Crazy. and uh, I was on top, and I, so I really, um, so when my, my period was due, I'm now on my period, mm-hmm. and I don't like having sex in the first couple of days of my period. Yeah, fine as I get into the cycle or towards the tail end but because mm. I get quite bad pain and diarrhea and I just don't feel great the first couple of days of the course. Yeah. The diarrhea why the fuck man? It literally feels like everything from every hole below your waist is falling out yeah, doesn't it? Silly. And I've always had it since I started my period I've just had diarrhea with my period so the first couple yeah. of days of it's it, actually really common so common it? but people don't talk about it because mm-hmm. no one wants to be like oh I'm shitting myself yeah, shitting myself <laughs> and bleeding at the same time and honestly and then you go to the toilet and you can't tell the difference yeah. with what's what it's just pouring yeah. when you've wiped and you're like yeah. have I just accidentally shat like, what is going on I'm looking at the toilet paper is that red or brown yeah. oh. honestly you can't tell the difference it's the same shade you wipe backwards obviously it's important to wipe front to back mm-hmm. everyone health message uh, and you just look and think <laughs> it's just this dark mess yeah anyway uh so yes so my period was due mm-hmm. so i get quite horny when my period's due but then for the first couple of days i don't i'm not interested uh so my period was due and i knew it'd probably be coming the next day or so mm-hmm. so i thought kind of want to get it out my system oh, yeah because i won't want it for a few days mm-hmm. and then i really enjoy giving hand jobs always have Always will. Nice. I just love a good wristy. Oh, nice. Wristy. And that it turns it wristy. And that's sometimes enough for me, which is really weird. I, I just I gonna say, like. Do you know why it turns you on? I think it's because I'm in control. So I like to. The, uh... Their pleasure is absolutely, literally, my fingertips. Mm. So it's quite nice to know that you only. If you think about the size of your bodies, your hands and a penis are only a, a small part of that person's whole body. Mm-hmm. So I quite like that with my hands which are a small part of my body and his penis which is a good size of his body but you know we've all we've all been in different situations uh i don't know you can you've got so much power and control over two smaller parts of the body i don't know you don't have to be Mm. that entirely connected to get such a reaction your other hands involved like i mean is there a bit of like yes we'll do like one hand i love coconut oil as a loop oh me high five over the mics yeah coconut oil high five i love it and also it tastes great as well so i love Mm. obviously to get not obviously anyone can do what they want uh, i like to get tongues involved and stuff and i love the taste of coconut oil because i've spent years being like oh i love the 
taste of Durex strawberry lube. Ooh, I don't. God almighty. <laughs> oh, chocolate sauce. Oh, Love, Lord. I don't want to. No. <laughs> Once in a dorm room in Australia, there was honey involved while other people were asleep. And I just thought, this is not the way to go. <laughs> no. So coconut, I love sex. coconut oil. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's very and good for you as it's, well. It's so good for it's you. It's almost yeah. like not too wet and slippy. Yeah. It's, mm. we- it's a weird it's combination. A bit of friction. There is a little bit of friction. It's not yeah, it runny, helps is it? Everything it's slide in. Everything. It's beautiful and it smells oh, nice, tastes nice. <laughs> I want a coconutty wank. Yeah. It's real coconut. I just love it. It's a great resource. So good for a hand job. So good. Mm. It's beautiful. So good. And also, don't you find lots of lubes um, dry out? Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Quick. yeah water based yeah. so, lubes. And they water based lubes. You're just constantly, like, you've still got one hand there and you're like scrambling for the other mm-hmm. and you're squirting it on top and then it's drying out and then you've got like a sticky handprint on a pillow and. Mm. Yeah. Must remind Chaos. listeners that coconut oil is not to be used with condoms because it does break down yeah, silicon. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So just be careful when you're playing around with oil-based lubricants like coconut oil. True. But if there's no condom, then it's fine. then yeah, fuck it, <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> go Live your life. Woo! Your life. Oh. Um, and then I started to give him a hand job, and I thought I just want to climb on. Oh, yes. and I really love that. And I mm. love kind of analogies of sort of not, I'm not into bestiality, guys. I don't want to get arrested. But I like <laughs> the idea of kind of being like, oh, I'm going to climb on the pony and just give him a good ride. That type yeah. of language and analogy. I find that sort of powerful. I, I'm going to ride the horse. Animalistic. Yeah. Animalistic. Yeah, it's animalistic. I think that's, I think it comes quite naturally to some people mm-hmm. to be kind of using those sort of metaphors yeah riding is quite a common way of referring to sex yeah it sounds like really like posh and slutty like i'm going to ride my pony yeah i mean i didn't say it like that i think i was like i want to ride or something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, need to ride need must ride now giddy up boy (laughs) giddy up boy come on come on um And uh, yeah, so I climbed on and held on to the headboard of my cheap IKEA bed, which is squeaking. Oh, oh no! So it's it's really it's really distracting if I'm trying to come because it, that all I can is hear so is distracting. I get quite obviously distracted by niggly mm-hmm. things, so that was quite off-putting. That is so off-putting, mm. and it's really hard to come if you're thinking about a squeaky bed and who else might Squeak. be listening to yeah, you. Yeah, and we've got a housemate who's one of my dear friends, but you are yeah. sort of always a bit mm-hmm. aware. And sometimes that's exciting if you have to be extra quiet. Yeah. But not if you don't want to be. So yeah. on that occasion, it was yeah. a bit annoying. Um, and then he made me come whilst I was on top of him and he was rubbing my clit a little bit as well whilst we were having sex. Oh, nice. That's awkward Always to do as well. Good. Always good. He manages very you well. Do it well. I was about Lovely. to say you could borrow him and I was like, no, no, no. Actually, no. <laughs> I retract that offer. Rent out your pony. Yeah. <laughs> Horse rides. Rent pony rides. Rent a ride. ride. Yeah. Rent a ride. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's a zip car for the modern world. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Uh, yeah, and we had sex. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, and also, so he, um, so I, uh, I came and he was rubbing my clit, and then I sat on the edge of the bed and he sprayed my tits with car. Oh, That's how nice. he came. Ooh. Like a nice big, nice big visual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck two. The first fuck. I was 15. I've been going out with my boyfriend for six months, Mm -hmm. so since summer, and it was New Year's Day because we've been going out since the 1st of July. So New Year's Day, January 1st, was six months, and we were going to wait till our six-month anniversary. Mm -hmm. He'd just turned 16, but Mm -hmm. technically... 
could have put him on a register, but never mind. Yeah. I won't tell. Um, <laughs> and we, yeah, we'd done, we'd done everything. Uh, so fingering hand jobs, oral both ways up until that point. Mm-hmm. And we're saving the virginity because it was his first time as well mm-hmm. saving the virginity to our six month anniversary so we'd been at a friend's new year's eve party the night before the new yeah. year's eve we'd both stayed over but separately you know kind of just in sleeping bags mm-hmm. yeah there's yeah. quite Not a few people yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah uh and i remember when we, <laughs> it was so cheesy when we kissed at new year Aww. like because we had arranged, I'd arranged to go around his house at like two in the afternoon or whatever yeah, and I remember when we kissed in my friend's living room as the clock struck midnight. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's like I can't wait for later today. Oh, it's oh. today, isn't it? Because it's midnight. I can't wait for later today. Oh my oh god, my it's so god. cheesy. It's no, so that's cheesy. adorable. It's like the Hertfordshire version of Disney. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Uh, so I went home in the morning mm. and then went to his house later on in the day, and he'd put fairy lights up. Oh, oh sweetheart! I know. And it was oh, a single. So magical. It was magical. It was a single bed with a Simpsons duvet cover. Nice. Good choice. Um, great. We were under Simpsons. it. Yeah. It was missionary. Yes. Uh, Did you use a condom? Yes. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Smart. Absolutely. You weren't on the pill yet? No, I was because I had bad periods oh. for a long time. So I was on the pill prior to having sex for the first time because of periods mm-hmm. uh, yeah because a lot of a lot of girls do mm. yeah they go, awful yeah, periods go pill, don't they for periods or um like skin problems yes yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. the hormones uh yeah so i was on the pill but you know in my head i was going to get pregnant even though i was on the pill the first time i had yeah. sex just yeah. my luck <laughs> uh so and there was um and we had a song playing <laughs> Oh no! Can you remember it? Yes, that's oh. why I'm holding my head in my hands. <laughs> what Lawrence, was it? I don't want to tell you. I need to know. Okay, so there was Spiddle. okay, so picture the scene. So it was like two in the afternoon, <laughs> and we just went straight to it. I just arrived, and it was yeah. kind of condom on. We, we were doing oh, this. Shit. We were so losing ready. our virginity. Let's Whoa. do it. So Simpsons single duvet cover, fairy lights, and <clears throat> playing as he entered me <laughs> was. Nickelback's photograph. Oh my god, stop! I was listening to that the weekend. Oh, no. oh. Now you can picture me losing my virginity. <sighs> Sorry, it's so time. beautiful. <laughs> Look at this photograph. Hilarious. I don't know it. This is all of Nickelback as a joke. Oh, it's so, so funny, but so, so I want to listen why? to that's, it. That's beautiful. That's timeless. It's, uh, it's a great uh, virginity story. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love the fairy lights. Though. That's really thoughtful. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. Mm. Uh, I probably told him to, but... What's it called? Nickelback? Photograph. 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 Yeah, photograph. Photograph. What? <laughs> what? Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, I twinged. <laughs> I twinged in my knickers just then. Just now. I want to cry. Oh, it's this so emotional. so funny. <laughs> oh, oh, Christ. I love that we've never met before and I'm like tearing up and you're laughing at me, tearing up. You're like, no. this is hilarious. I'm like, no. this is so emotional. No, oh, we're not laughing funny. at you at You're all. laughing with me. We had, um, we had a little cry at the weekend as well. We had... Um, we hit our 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nicely plugged. I love it. <laughs> we <did>. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> the cry, but we did. We filmed it live and then we were both like crying in each other's arms. That's like, beautiful. we made it. So we're all in like an emotional space. Everyone's emotional. 
emotional. I'm shitting out my insides. I'm periody. It's just all there. <laughs> Me too. That's just how oh. I, if I have a cry. You know what? Your virginity story sounds beautiful, like lovely, magical, perfect, really. So emotional. So emotional. Perfect. And then do you want to hear how the night proceeded? Oh, so I'll stay over. Yeah. So because I obviously. I mean, I'd had a lot of vicious fingering before, so I was vicious, vicious fingering. Vicious. So I was oh, that teenage fingering. Yeah, like teen, trying on, like, really fucking hard. Banging. I remember the oh, first so time. So he was the guy that first properly fingered me, mm-hmm. um, and I remember we were on his sofa, and it was the summer. So when we first got together, and like his mum was out, and it was the school holidays. Oh God! And I was on his like horribly slippery leather sofa in, the, in like the living room mm-hmm. and I just remember you know and obviously my little mini denim skirt that I'd worn was hitched Ooh. up so then obviously you leave a drenched ass patch on the oh, little yeah. sofa oh, oh yeah we were talking yeah. about this we were we weren't we yeah. yeah the patch sweat the patches seat. or juice patches or juice patches mm. but you know when, like you're horny and nervous yeah and a teenager so it was and just sweating. my ass was Drenched. Oh, yep, yep. Gotcha. Yep. So embarrassing. And I remember the first time I got properly like finger banged, I had white knickers on. His mum came home, like we had the keys, so we quickly went like that. And then yeah. I sort of went home quite quickly after that. I think I was due to go home anyway. And I remember when I went to the loo when I got home, it stung so bad. Oh, to pee. Yeah, and there was a bit of blood in my knickers. Oh, and, so yeah, because it was that first sort of time I'd been properly. Yeah. Did he break the hymen, do you think, with his fingers? He might just caught you with a nail. Like, Maybe it's so nail. easy to do that. I've been using tampons for a while before that, you know, yeah. various sizes. So who knows? But I remember yeah. the sort of, that sting. Oh, so oh, bad. When you, when you end up like having loads and loads of sex with a partner and you're doing it loads and then you go for that, that first pee afterwards. It, it feels like you're you set cry. on fire. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's razor blades, isn't it? It's horrible. Oh. Horrible. Fuck three. The best fuck. Two, I can't choose between. Okay. So first one was the time with a boyfriend that I first filmed myself having sex. Oh, sex tape. Yeah, so it was doggy style over a coffee table and he was filming it. Oh, nice. So he had on his phone. phone. Yeah. So yeah. I want. I it was my not like surprise. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to see what I looked like fucking. Mm-hmm. So he, um, we yeah, we we're having sex over his coffee table. So it's carpeted. So on my knees, kind of holding onto a coffee table. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then he um, had one hand on me for a bit of purchase, <laughs> uh, and then was filming me sort of from his angle. Yeah. Uh, and I and I don't know whether it was particularly good sex but I was definitely enjoying it more because I knew I was being filmed mm. and mm-hmm. as I introduced myself I'm a performer <laughs> uh, so I was so I was really enjoying that and I found that really heightened and really exciting and that's something that stands out yeah. as a really good shag for whatever reason it's, you know, it's hot it, with the camera it's hot and then the next best time is the first time I had sex with my current boyfriend mm-hmm. because I'd not had sex for we were seeing each other a lot quite quickly yeah. but waited it sounds like it sounds silly to say waited a couple of weeks but when you're horny adults living on your, not on your own but you know haven't got yeah. your mum in the next room and you're seeing each other several times a week and really fancy each other <laughs> yeah so the first time uh, we had sex because we waited and there was build up mm. and that's we'd so had, hard as well oh it's so hard and a couple of nights before we'd had until about three in the morning a night of dry humping mm. and I hadn't dry humped 
in about eight years. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like an adult living in London doing your life. Who's got time for dry humping? You just shag. Yeah. yeah no one dry humps no one, when you're an adult. No but one it's, dry humps. It's, that's a shame because it's dry hot. humping yeah. is so hot. And it reminded me so much of like the horny teenage oh days. And it was God. so hot. Like we both had a, I think I, I don't think I had a bra on, but we both had underwear on. Yeah. And just to feel his hard dick through, yes. well, but through my knickers, but you know, just the underwear, but the two like pumped up genitals. Yeah, was... what made you not go the full mile when you were dry, dry humping? So I definitely was holding back a bit because mm. prior to that, there'd been a few guys that I'd either fooled around with or had sex with and I just wasn't kind of keen on the situations. Yeah. Hadn't overly liked the guy or it turns out they weren't that into me afterwards. Mm. And, yeah. and it just, I hadn't felt that good for a little patch of time yeah. um, about sexual experiences and about myself and also most importantly about myself during and afterwards Right. so when my current boyfriend came on the scene I thought I don't want to have yet another sort of sad experience mm-hmm. I wanted to make yeah. sure that I knew I would really enjoy it and You're I wasn't just doing it exactly and mm-hmm. I wasn't just doing it for um, I think it's fine to have sex for comfort but not if you don't like why you're seeking comfort do you know what yeah, I mean that sort yeah. of thing so um, I, yeah I just wanted to make sure that I was doing it this time for the right reasons um, so I think so that's why I just thought I just need a bit of time and explain that to him so hence the yeah. fooling around and dry humping and kind of just going back to being teenagers again and then the, mm, the first that. time we actually had sex he just entered me and we both went oh my god oh really <laughs> it was so exciting yeah it was so exciting was it like a like a lock a key in a lock kind of it situation was, it like felt, this is the perfect match and it was both of us just wow. looked at each other as he pushed in and we're like shit jesus christ yeah, never take it out never take it out <laughs> like, i'll go to work like this guys. keep it in here <laughs> i'll do it just keep it in here oh my god i that feeling i've had that feeling so much during sex we were just like just we could be like this forever yeah like, just keep this never penis end. in me mm-hmm. forever and just stay there don't ever move i want to be like this forever mm. fuck number four the worst fuck worst actual sex experience Mm. was during the period that we were just talking about where I was a bit sort of sad and not having sex for the right reasons Mm. and it was a guy I'd slept with it was a friend of a friend the first time we had sex um was at his house party and that was we kind of both had our eyes on each other for a while we were both single it just happened a bit drunken but it was like it was fine Mm -hmm. whatever and then a few months later we were talking again. I think we'd been on dates with other people or yeah. whatever. And a few months later, he uh, came over and it was just crap. Oh. It was just, he hadn't wanted to meet for a drink beforehand. He just wanted Street. sex. He just wanted it? sex, which mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that if that's what both or however many yeah, people yeah, are involved yeah. want. Mm-hmm. But I was sort of, should we go for a drink beforehand or meet me after work, go for a drink and come back to mine? And he was the classic sort of, uh, you know, oh, I don't fin- finish work till this time, so I'll just be round later. Oh, yeah. and I, booty and I, call. Booty call. And I, I didn't want to be called. I wanted to be courted. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I said yes, but then when he turned up, it was kind of pounced straight away. And that's often very exciting when they yeah, can't wait yeah, to get yeah, your clothes definitely. off when they get through the door. But this just wasn't. There was mm. just no connection. 
awkward. I was dry as the Sahara. I, nothing, <laughs> and, 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 and I faked it. Oh, which, no. And it wasn't in the grand scheme of my life that long ago. Mm. So I was kind of thought, I mean, by my mid-twenties, I don't really want to... Be be screaming yeah. the you know screaming the house down and and not mean a squeal of it. Yeah. I, I didn't mean it. What made it. you fake it at that point? Did you just want it to be over? Yeah, no, we've all faked it. Yeah, and it's an unfortunate Have circumstance. Because people sometimes say, "Oh, I've never faked it," and I oh, think no, I God, think most people have right i faked it in my current relationship at the beginning just to make him feel better about yeah. the sex yeah because you're not i mean it was great you're... sex but it was just like i, I took a long time to come yeah so. i sometimes not... get flustered and they i don't want them to think a there's something wrong with them but also yeah. b oh there's something wrong with the girl they're fucking yeah like, oh she's a bit broken so i'm so, you know you sometimes go ah and yeah. you think which is just thinking about something so else bullshit. entirely. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it, it? It is ridiculous. It's the same with like when men, you know, they can't achieve um, an erection mm. and it shouldn't be a big deal, yet society has made us believe it is a big deal. Yeah. And same with, like, if a guy doesn't come, that's just, it, that's just so fucking normal. I remember being so weirded out yeah. when my partner did an orgasm, being oh, like, yeah. there's something wrong with me, well, there's something wrong that, with like, him. Oh, I bet it? you said, did I do something wrong? I don't know if I did at the time. Uh, things it was it was almost six years ago, so I can't really remember. Fine, that's the thing. Yeah. I think as well. I've also said on this podcast that I've never faked it, but it, it, there are times that have come to mind where I have faked it with previous yeah. partners because you you don't want to upset them and you don't want to upset yourself and the mood, and it's mm. easier. But it's it's never a good way to have fun sex because it puts yourself into this loop of oh well I can fake it and so I, that's what I should mm. be doing, and then. You, you you can find it hard to come out of that loop, especially and to if, sort of slow it down and just try different playing and communicating yeah, and that sort of thing. It's yeah. so much easier to just pretend and have it over it with. It's so much easier, sort yeah. Of thinking, okay, I'll try and communicate with this person. I don't even know if we're right for each other. And yeah. Let's try and have this awkward conversation. Because it is awkward. It is awkward. It's so horrible having that kind of a conversation. Like, sorry, I couldn't come. It's mm-hmm. nothing that you're doing. It all sounds mm-hmm. like a like a script, like yeah. a line. But yeah, I remember like a situation really clearly where that happened, and I mm. just but only because I felt so bad at the mm. time. Where you faked it? Um, no, I didn't fake it, mm. but he he didn't come, mm. and I just remember feeling like, what is wrong with me? Like mm. why? Like why can't I make I, my I was, man come? I was, How ridiculous! I was feeling. I've definitely thought I'm hot, like, I'm but like a crap woman not. if I can't. Yeah. Like, what is that? Like wh- why? We're why amazing women. Why, Why is, is he so hot? Yeah. Am I not hot? Yeah. If he, yeah. Fa- I've definitely thought if he fancied me, yeah, he would be able to fuck me right now. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's total bullshit. And then you think, is it because I put on like five pounds? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start yeah. thinking, or is it not wearing makeup? Fat, yeah. Or is it because I moaned yesterday about something? Yeah. And, oh, it's just get so trapped in your own head why do we don't do you? this to ourselves it's such a nightmare i don't even think anyone taught us that we just ended up falling into <laughs> yeah, that bloody pattern and also i think because we don't talk about that not the bad side mm-hmm. but bad in you know in air quotes the kind of mm. what we're talking about now not coming yeah. feeling crap worrying the, trying to communicate we don't talk about that enough we just talk about all the good stuff of oh my god he made me come three times yeah you don't talk about the time he couldn't make you come yeah, three times exactly. in a row. Like, yeah. So yeah, we don't talk no, about we don't it. Talk about it. Definitely not. Well, this needs to be talked about more. Mm. Also, porn. There is always a come shot. Like yeah, always, yes. porn never ends yeah. with people just saying that was great. <laughs> I couldn't come. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And having a nap and a cup of tea. I'd like to see more cups of tea in porn. <laughs> yeah, and let's just oh, have yeah. a break, a little cuddle, a break, bit of a water. Cuddle, yeah. Some, yeah, water. Like fumbling with the condom, yeah. it pings off or breaks. Fuck number five. 
the fuck that made me. The time that I had sex that changed my life. Well, it wasn't the actual act mm-hmm. of the sex. It yeah. was what happened immediately after we stopped having sex. But okay. I kind of keep it as a sort of wrapped up package. Mm. So I, so four and a bit years ago, yeah. I, so when I was 24, I had cervical cancer. I'm fine now. Wow. 24. 24. Blimey. That's before the recommended age that you should get a smear test. Yes. And that is a very big bone of contention with some people. It's a big debate. Mm. So, look, the reason it's 25 is because the tiniest percentage ever of people have cervical cancer under 25. I was super unlucky. And yes, you do hear about the stories in the paper because you're going to hear about them Mm -hmm. because they're so rare. Do you know what I mean? And they're blown up in media as well. And you don't hear about the thousands of other cases of the 45-year-olds because it's not interesting in the media because it's not wrong to have it at that age. It's wrong to have it under the screening age, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes, it's 25 because, first of all, it's an NHS screening programme. Yeah. Let's be honest. At 25, it's thought to be, with research, safe enough that it will still prevent cancers catch abnormalities before they've had time to turn into something mm-hmm. yeah but also an age where it means it's cost effective to screen everyone because obviously yeah. mm-hmm. it would the money would you know shift if it if you start to screen 18 year olds mm. and we all know the nhs is so underfunded it's so underfunded and yeah. look it's a free screening program that saves over three thousand people to diagnose cervical cancer every year wow. and the screening program saves four to five thousand so yeah. of course though people do get caught unlucky under 25 and when you see the petitions and hear the heart-wrenching stories i completely understand why these people want it to be younger Mm -hmm. i also understand that it's a disease that can be prevented and we're lucky to have the program nothing's perfect Mm -hmm. and if it's at 25 Mm -hmm. and it you know not that if it means some of us get it younger but do you know what i mean it's not nothing's perfect so it's 25 for a reason I half understand yeah. why. You know what? In where I live, um, the council there, they changed the age to 26. Really? Um, and I moved into this borough mm. just when I had been diagnosed with um, abnormal cells mm. and I needed to get them burnt out of me yeah. because they were going to progress in cervical cancer. Mm. Um, I So had when- you had your, fa- your smear in another borough? Yes. And then move. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and then I ha- I had the biopsy before this as well. I so, I was literally yeah. a day before my appointment to get them burnt out. Mm. Um, and I went into the doctors to get the pill. And my doctor started having a go at me for the fact that I shouldn't have had a smear test yet because I was 25. What? No. And I was like, I'm literally tomorrow going for this like mini procedure. Yeah. Pr- procedure. It's like a mini operation. Yeah. And, it's like, not to be you taken have, lightly. And That's... you have the cheek to t- to say to my face that you think I shouldn't have even had my screening yet. So Jesus. they're basically saying, oh, the you fuck? should have waited because it's not the right age. And you think, well, if I'd waited, if I'd, I'd be wait- dead. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I could have had cervical cancer. That makes me so angry. I want to yeah. scream Ding. and cry. I can't yeah. bear that. Were they, were they male or female? Female. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Solidarity man? sisters. It's, it's, like, honestly, know, right? it's, it's lack of knowledge. Like That's it's unbelievable. And the commissioning groups, like the CCGs in different areas, they do yeah. have different roles and kind of often operate within themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's, what I mean? I don't know is, too much about how that works, yeah. but that is 
I'm so sorry, that is so awful. And also, I haven't, from this same borough doctor surgery, I haven't had my letter to tell me to get another smear test because I'm supposed to have them every two years now Mm. instead of five because of that. And they... It's been three years and I haven't had a letter. So I obviously have forgotten to go and get my smear test, mm. which I need to go and do immediately. Yeah, shit, really. 100%. Everyone that is, uh, you know, even if you suspect something under the age of 25, over the age of 25, get your smear mm. test done. Everyone needs to get a smear test. And the thing is, a lot of people say, so we also, so working at the Youth obviously get a lot of questions of, um, you know, oh, my daughter's, you know, 20. I yeah. want her to get a smear test because you know so one of the main symptoms for cervical cancer is bleeding after sex mm. yeah it's obviously a you know a cause of lots of other things that aren't serious so if anyone's listening and has bled after sex statistically it is not cervical cancer please god yeah. know that i, I yeah. bled after sex every time with my ex every time Really? That's yeah, it was so, so normal. But I, I've, he had, I've had checkups. Yeah, yeah he, had checkups. A, he had a very big penis. So it was quite hey. normal. <laughs> I've got a joke how that's not a thing. And here it's living proof. <laughs> she, here she is. No, I, I, I ran a mile. It's like, no more bleeding, no more, please. No, I can't do it. I want, I want something. Dick. No dick yeah. is worth Some average size, bath. please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, please do tell us more about your experience. Yeah. How yes. did you find out at the age of 24? So I was bleeding. So the abnormal bleeding. So that can mean... In between periods, mm-hmm. bloody discharge, after sex, if someone's gone through the menopause, so yeah. typically at the age of 51, but it can be younger, i.e. they haven't had a period for 12 months or more, that means you've yeah. gone through the menopause. So any bleeding that's outside of your normal, whatever normal for you is, your normal menstrual cycle, yeah. is a warning sign that you haven't got cervical cancer, but something is going on, get it checked out. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I would say. So, bleeding in between periods um, for a few weeks, mm-hmm. then bleeding a lot after sex. Yeah. And so just went on to Google because who hasn't gone on to Dr. Oh, Google? dangerous. And I warn people off it in my day job because I get people phoning saying, I've been on the internet and I'm worried about this. And I say, go yeah. and put your doctor's appointment, but stay off the internet because the horror stories are on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's the first thing that comes living up. living your life, aren't you? Mm. You don't and have a good experience. You don't write about it. You write about the bad yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But it saved my life because cervical cancer was one of the things that came up yeah so i went and had an sti test because it also could have been something like pelvic inflammatory disease mm-hmm. which is when something like chlamydia is untreated a few times you know a certain percentage of times yeah. endometriosis and stuff some mm. yes endometriosis so other um sort of benign but still serious gynae conditions can can cause this sort of abnormal bleeding so it went for an sti check because uh, it was easier to go to a clinic than a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. i thought we may as well rule stuff out i didn't think i had an sti and I didn't, but you yeah. know, it's good to then go to the GP and say, you don't need to do a chlamydia test. It was likely that it would have been something called cervical ectropion mm-hmm. or cervical right. erosion, which is when the cells within the cervix kind of protrude out into the, what's the ectocervix, what oh. is the thing you can see when you look with the speculum mm-hmm. or if a penis or sex toy had a camera on the end of them, <laughs> like how it looks like a donut, that's the ectocervix. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of part you can see. Uh, the cells can get quite angry when there's a hormonal imbalance. It's often caused by, um, if people are on the pill, yeah. it's a bit of, you know, you've got hormones in the pill, synthetic hormones. Uh, so it just means that people have to sometimes try different types of contraception. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can have the area removed. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's obviously not anything to be sniffed at, but it's not anything malignant at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a really common reason because I've been on the pill for nine years at that point. Uh-huh. So I went to the doctors and said, hello, I haven't got chlamydia. So she said, oh, it probably is this erosion because of the pill. Mm. We'll have a look. It will just probably change your contraception. Mm. So she had a look with a speculum, the yeah. 
sort of plastic beak thing you have when you go for a smear test and she said i mean i've taken a sample but we're not even going to wait for the smear results i'm just going to send you to hospital for a colposcopy mm-hmm. oh really yeah. so what did they see so she saw an angry cervix basically oh, she said, right. so imagine a pink donut mm-hmm like a pink ringed Krispy Kreme. Uh, you'll never look at it in the same way again. Oh, I haven't eaten one since the diagnosis. Uh, and imagine that the icing basically just red, not pink, and angry. Wow. Very angry. So a colposcopy is a procedure where the camera goes up into the vagina yeah. to look at the cervix. It's quite invasive. It's quite invasive, yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, it's not an external thing. It's something no. someone has to do it something to you. It feels weird. And but most people who have had an abnormal cervical screening result will go for a colposcopy. Yeah. So colposcopy is a very common procedure. Mm-hmm. So again, if anyone's listening and thinks, I've been told I've got to go for a colposcopy, it doesn't mean something bad has happened. It means no. they need to look for something. Mm-hmm. And then at the colposcopy, the lady that was examining me said, I'm just going to get someone more senior. And then a man in a suit rather than a white coat came in, who's very important. In a suit. In a suit. Uh, a mister, not a doctor. So very important oh. in a hospital. Oh. And he took a biopsy and then just said, you know, sit down. Mm. And I was panicking at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, it wouldn't have gone this far if I needed to change my pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, so I, this no, is I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like a anymore. pill situation. Uh, so I was just panicking and I sat down and said, is it cancer? He said, we have to wait for the results of the biopsy. And I was panicking, and it said, it, he said it would take two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, That's uh. a long time to wait. So please just tell me. And he said, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't cancer. Mm-hmm. Shit. So at that point, I thought, okay, Karen, you've got cancer. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, they confirmed it was. But I'd come to, ter- not come to terms with it. I don't think you have ever come to terms with it, but no. I'd psyched myself up to be told bad news rather yeah. than oh we made a mistake oopsie yeah, yeah accepted it accepted wow. it in some capacity uh so then i had surgery mm-hmm. blah 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 cut a long story short what sort of surgery did you have to have at that point was it a quite a big portion did they have to cut something a out a slice of the cake <laughs> yeah. uh, the donut not the, the donut. donut not the donut not the donut <laughs> take a bite of the donut uh how hideous. <laughs> uh, so they caught it at a late stage 1B, which mm-hmm. cancer staged in four stages. Uh-huh. There's no stage five. So a late one is, I hate saying the word lucky, because it's cancer mm. at 24. So I don't want anyone listening who thought, oh, my mum had stage one cancer and she's mm. not lucky. You know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you're poorly. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of what it could have been, yeah. if I'd not gone to the doctors when I did, it was lucky. Yeah. Um, I'm alive. Like, that's lucky. Yay. Yay. Yay, I'm here. Uh, I, just for this sole purpose. Yeah, just for our podcast. I'm curious. <laughs> the CC babies. Um, <laughs> fun. So I had a surgery called a radical trachelectomy, and that takes out the cervix, surrounding tissue, and top third of the vagina. So it takes a while to heal afterwards wow. if we're coming back to the sex side of stuff. You know, mm. it takes wow. a while to... Um, you have you have to wait weeks on end uh to be sort of healed enough to yeah. attempt penetration. Um, people that don't have sex, women that don't have sex with guys, can't even, for example, use tampons for that time. So it's right. not just that it's the penis, it's any type of penetration. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, for anyone, whatever your situation is. Wait, uh, so you had the cervix removed? Yes. So I do not have a cervix. I have sons cervix. It, it's so refreshing to hear that you can talk about it so openly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how, how did you deal with that mentally? Oh, awfully 
really yeah. badly. So it's been four years mm-hmm. and I, I'd never say I was like 100% upstairs yeah, uh, before yeah. the cancer, but definitely um, the, when you're going through the physical side of it, I just wanted to be told, oh, you're fine. Yeah. We'll just go for regular checkups. You don't want to know you've got to have any further treatment or mm-hmm. the operation didn't go well or any of that stuff. So you're just thinking, okay, that next scan, that next appointment, let's just do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And then it's so common in the cancer community, which is <laughs> such a cringe phrase. And anyone in the cancer community hates the phrase really? cancer community. Because it's hot. It's, a, it's like the shittest club ever. No one wants to be in the cancer community. And then everyone like bundles people, young people with cancer in like the same sort of, oh, they're just that young person with cancer and they all know each just other. Just that and, young person. Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair, we do. We do all know each other. Yeah, you're mates. Uh, yeah, if you're under 40 and you've had cancer in London, I'll know you. Uh, Instagram's great. No. Um, so... Uh, yeah, you're just kind of wanting to get to the next appointment and to be told that everything's okay. And it's really not unusual for me to say when it comes to cancer and stuff that the the, the sort of the healing part yeah. is when you're told you're healed and then mm. you start healing, if that makes sense. So I was told there's no evidence of disease, which is great. So we're just going to go for regular checkups and mm-hmm. you know, keep monitoring. And then it hits you, I had cancer. Because until that point, yeah. you just don't want to be told worse news than what you've already had. Yeah, you just you're in survivor mode. In survivor mode, mm-hmm. and then when you're told it looks like you're going to survive, then you think, "What the fuck has just happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. what have I just gone through? What hospital journey was that? What scan was that? What ridiculous comment from that person that didn't know what to say was that? You, mm. Everything sort of catches up on you afterwards. Yeah. So mentally, really. Um, quite bad i don't want to yeah i don't want to sort of um sugarcoat it sugarcoat mm-hmm. it really really bad really bad the um the nhs can offer you up to eight sessions of kind of i don't know if the word cancer counseling it's not grief counseling it's kind of help in some yeah, way i don't yeah, even yeah. know what to call it mental health mental, support support <clears throat> support so eight sessions of support after i don't know if it's just cancer maybe it's mm-hmm. a big life-changing health situations but all i know is for the cancer mm. uh, so eight sessions uh, so i had eight sessions with a therapist um about three months after my surgery yeah. no, maybe about four months and it was good to talk through how i was feeling post-surgery mm. but eight hours with someone i don't think is long enough to change no definitely way. not the rewiring because as soon as you're told you've got cancer your brain, for me, just rewired. Mm-hmm. Everything, you, I was never survival even... Survival mode. Survival mode. I'd never thought... I mean, obviously, you know, I'm dramatic and I always thought I was going to die and something bad would happen. Yeah. But <laughs> I, you don't You actually, didn't actually think it was going to happen. No, it was just kind of like, oh, jokes, classic yeah. me. <laughs> classic Karen. And then when you actually get a disease that can kill you, when you're not even 25, yeah. you're like, this is not okay. Mm. This is not what was supposed to happen i don't know if i believe in sort of written in the stars and fate and all that stuff but i certainly at that point thought this is not what i'm meant to go through mm-hmm. or this is not what i signed especially up for. at that age especially at that age like my you know my mum bless her was saying i wish it was me oh so yeah it makes me really upset even thinking about it it's horrible mm. it's horrible because she you know they tried for 19 years to have a baby i'm an only child they had ivf oh. to have me mm-hmm. and then to have that 
sort of pretending oh, to be taken oh, away. Wow. Mm-hmm. She was just thinking, I wish it was me because you know she's in her words old. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just horrible. So eight sessions with a therapist, and then that's it, and you're cut off because that's all the NHS can mm-hmm. give you. And I totally understand, and I'm grateful mm-hmm. I had them. But then I don't have 120 quid an hour. Yeah, to go to someone. Um, I'm seeing someone at the moment who's 45 quid an hour. She's amazing. Well, amazing. Well, so I had the eight sessions with the NHS, which was amazing, but mm. not enough because I think you kind of only, it was only a few months after surgery. I didn't really know what was going on. Mm. And then yeah. I would say I've always been, I don't like to use the words kind of anxiety and depression lightly because they are serious. And I think often in this sort of London life day and age, people oh, I'm so anxious or I'm so depressed today. And yeah. then to someone that's actually got clinical anxiety or depression, it's just so insulting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that definitely got worse. And then about a year ago, I went to my GP and thought, I am not coping. I'm having panic oh. attacks every day on the train to work. Oh my God. Someone eating near me will send me to like scratch my legs till they bleed, go and cry in the toilets. It, everything is either, I'm not bothered by anything, which is the depression side of it. And then I'm so bothered mm-hmm. by everything, I can't Function. move a muscle, which is the anxiety. Yeah. So it was a real mixture wow. of the two. So then I started to see somebody that we found, my GP helped me find someone that was cheaper. It's You know, you have to go at set the cheaper hours at this clinic and all yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, but now she's moved to America. Oh, So I'm in the market, if anyone's listening. Uh, so it's, <laughs> the mental health side of it, it's, it's just really hard. It's You know, you can have half the vagina you once had, but that's so much easier for me to deal with, you know, a slightly different post-cancer sex life yeah. than the constant mind fuck that just yeah. going through something like this does to you. It's a it's a really there's never enough hours in the day. You know, mm. if this was a mental health podcast that was five hours long, we might touch the surface. It's yeah. just it's so hard, isn't it? I wanna ask you if, if there's any anyone listening out there that might be suffering from something of the same or similar, what advice would you give them? The physical or the psychological side of um, it? Both. Both. So the physical side of it, if you think you've got any of the symptoms, first of all, look at the Eva Pill website. It's amazing. It clearly states all of the five gynecological cancers, so womb, ovarian, cervical, vaginal, vulval, and all of the different symptoms. Some overlap. Really clear information. Um, if you think you've got them or one of them, it's probably nothing serious. It's always more important to remember it's so much more likely to not be a cancer. But for God's sake, I, I I say go to your GP and get checked out just in case, but I'm becoming more and more aware that not everyone with gynae anatomy can just go easily to their doctor and be examined. There are yeah. lots of barriers. So yeah. I don't... I felt comfortable enough to just go and take my knickers off and say, I'm bleeding, have a look at me, because I haven't luckily up to that point suffered any trauma or cultural barriers or any abuse or any of the reasons Mm. I don't have a physical or learning uh, disability that means I can't understand or get myself to the appointment do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. there are so the the reasons people can't go for these you know internal examinations are tenfold there are Mm -hmm. so many reasons if you are able and I don't say that lightly if you are able to get checked out please do but I understand that not everyone can until it really seems like it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. So if you can get checked out early, please do. Mm-hmm. If not, you can even take someone with you to the appointment. There are ways around 
handling this type of thing. But it's, it's a, yeah, if you can familiarise yourself with the signs and symptoms and go to the doctor if you think something's wrong, mm. please do. The psychological side of having something massive like that happen to you, you're not alone. And I hate that phrase because that's the, like, you're not alone, guys. And somewhere like <laughs> London, being probably in your 20s and not that rich and living in a big city, you can probably feel very lonely. Yes. Yeah. Um, you are not alone. I think finding someone, and I hate, to, I don't know, kind of, oh, the power of social media, but I think you can often find people that have been through <coughs> similar experiences. Yeah. And if I'm fine with people messaging me saying, I'm nervous about my smear test, I see yeah. you talk about it a lot on your Instagram and Twitter, can I just ask you what will literally happen? If mm. I don't mind replying to that person, someone else that someone else finds for another problem isn't going to mind replying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, pe- I think we're inherently good as humans, I hope. And I think especially if someone has got a certain angle that they're, you know, sort of part of their life that they're sharing on social media under the microscope. For me, it's cervical, vaginal, sex and health and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to welcome with open arms a message or yeah, even course. kind of like, I know it sounds so silly, but if you see someone... For example, if it were me at a comedy night or an event that I'm doing and it's free or something, come and, people come and have a chat afterwards. Mm. It, don't be scared to approach someone that's putting out there what you're worried about. For fuck's sake. So, our listeners send us a sex question every episode. <laughs> if I and can't answer it, I'll be so embarrassed. <laughs> like, don't know. No idea. So this week's question is... Okay. I'm scared. I'm super uncomfortable with the idea of giving my boyfriend a blowjob. It seems... It just seems super not fun and gross. I know he wants it, but every time a guy has asked me in the past, I've politely said, no thanks. Not sure what to do. Can you guys help me? Oh, is this a girl? Just a girl. Want to give a blowjob? Bless her. I love I think, that she says no, thank you. Like, no, not, thank, no you. thank you. I think a lot of us have been there, definitely. Yeah, we've all had that stage. We're like, oh, don't know what to I do. I can't do it. I can't do it. Some yeah, people I can't just don't do like it, it though. Mm. Some people just honestly don't like giving a blowjob, and it doesn't turn them on. It doesn't do anything for them. Yeah, I but, feel I yeah, like she might want to try it because otherwise she might not have asked the question. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like if it was yeah. a categorical, it's fine. Like. I don't think I'll try anal sex anytime yeah. soon, so I'm not going to ask you guys about it because I know I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like, well, although, perhaps she wants, to, I don't know. Although it, it's one of those things that men, guys, are always going to want. They, they love their dicks. They're always going to fucking sucked. want a blowjob. Just like how we like all. Um, they're we always all. pushing yeah. our heads down yeah. towards that area. Which they're is not okay. Flying it in our face. No. Oh my god, my boyfriend rubbed his dick and balls on my face today. Like in a in a funny I was like I was loving it. In a hilarious. It, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like yeah. in a fucking take my yeah. dick and balls. It was yeah. I was cracking up with laughter and I was like, Do you want me to put it in my mouth? And he was like, No, I'm actually gonna go to the shops. So I was like, Oh, <laughs> Right. Took, it, okay. took it away from me. Um, Don't leave me. I, but yeah. I do think you're right. The fact that she's asked about it, she wants to know. And I remember being so terrified that I didn't know what to yes. do with a penis that I was yeah. too scared I was to... I wouldn't be good with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that he's going to judge me on the way that I suck dick. And you literally can't really suck a dick wrong. Like, no. it is, like all you're doing, you're not literally sucking. You're, I mean, sucking a little bit, pressure's nice. But you're you're just playing around with his dick with Practice your mouth. On an ice lolly. Yeah. yeah. Practice. 
this like on a banana on an ice lolly I would say so your fingers are good because then good. you can feel you can feel what it feels in, like you know temperatures what? and stuff it's not about it being like delicious yeah it, like or to make him come we don't love penises in our mouths it's I not don't like, love it, the taste exactly. of dick definitely not coconut taste, oil yeah taste of dick is not good no like they're not like the I don't know. It's not like we like, it's just like a numb in our mouth, isn't it? But it's it's not to do with that. It's not to do with oh my god, I love a dick in my mouth. It's that you want to give them pleasure, mm, getting and off on the fact what, that. And I certainly get turned on when I know the person I'm with is turned on. Oh my so god! So if you yeah. can feel a throbbing hard dick in your mouth, I'm not going to necessarily love the actual yeah fact that this massive wodge of skin is in my face flush <laughs> the fact that it's attached to someone that's really turned on by the fact that I'm doing it mm. is thrilling I once um, dated a guy who I didn't give a blowjob to him for five months of us dating I'd given blowjobs prior yeah. uh, but didn't for five months with him because before we went on our first date yeah. he'd sent me a link to some porn that he'd been in uh-huh. right. years before right. so I saw someone else suck his dick on screen mm. before I had the opportunity oh, so I shit. felt very inferior I was yeah, very yeah, I was like, if you've been filmed yeah. doing this and there's this porn star that did it how am I going to... I presume she's going to yeah, be great because yeah, yeah. she probably has had more practice than I am because it's her job. Mm, can't measure up. No, which is, so t- it's it awful. It took five months. Yeah. yeah. And no one's ever going to be good the first time. Definitely It's not. all about communication, mm. like asking people what they think feels good. And oh, yeah. Making sure like you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not doing it to please yourself. You're doing it to please the other person. Yeah. And don't just give any old guy a blowjob. Make sure it's someone that you I mean, you, you, do should, you should be having fun as well, but it's, mm. it's always about like the joint pleasure that it's yes. giving. I would say practice on a lolly, watch some porn so you can see uh-huh. what they're doing, kind of copy with a lolly. Yeah, yeah I've learned next from porn, yeah. 100%. It'd be and a shame get to them like... to wash because yeah. I've had some cheesy ass dicks oh, in my mouth. so cheesy. Like it's, if she's not had a penis in her mouth before, it will be a horrible surprise the if they're not yeah. fresh. You, at that age, you end up just taking it anyway. You're just like, oh, this is what penis is supposed to be like. And then you realise it's not. Yeah, and then you're like, whoa, this motherfucker don't wash. <laughs> Yeah. Get underneath the foreskin, guys. Oh yeah, peel it back, wash that motherfucker. Don't, peel don't back. give up on the blowjob. Do not give up. Give up on it. I mean, unless you physically are repulsed and you really don't want to do it, you cannot give up on it. Yeah. Fucking hell. So we actually got a message from someone who listened to our podcast for the first time. She was listening to our Nina Server episode and one of the stories that we told hit home. Oh, cute. In a good way or a bad way? We were talking about a guy who thought he would get strep throat from getting oral and we were like, we need to hear the stories about women getting strep throat from Mm blowjobs. So it's not just like, just the pussy. So she said... The story about a guy who thought he would get a stroke from giving oral, this has happened to me. <gasps> Multiple times this year. Six oh my, to be six exact. Six times, your poor throat. Yeah, I would hook up with this fuck boy who was uncircumcised. I kind of don't like the fact that she's pointing this out because it makes it seem like that's the reason mm. because it definitely isn't the reason. There's such a huge split with circumcised and uncircumcised. But it could be the fact that he's not cleaning it properly. Yeah. Yes. All penises are good circumcised or not circumcised. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference whether I mean, or not, like with, yeah. with STIs and you cleaning, can. you just have to clean it right. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're in the UK, we fucking love uncircumcised dicks. There's, oh, much, yeah. more, there's much more movement to it. Yeah. You're giving a hand job. Yeah, yeah. It's easier for hand anyway, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Almost a week after every time I would develop strep throat. This last time, a few months ago, I hooked up with him and 69'd him for like 20 minutes and almost exactly three days after I was diagnosed with strep. Fuck. Safe to say I will so never annoying. hook up with him again. Oh, the poor girl. It sounds like her immune system's not 100%. If you've got it six times, babe. That's crazy. You, you need to be on some antibiotics. It, I think it's a combination of really his cheesy. penis and her it was, it, was it the same guy that gave yeah, it to her six same, times? Same okay. guy. Same oh guy. my God. Yeah, you need to fuck him off. Like That's just awful. The not same literally. guy. I think that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't have sex with him. It don't. must be bad hygiene. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Like bacteria. Yeah. Not cleaned properly. Maybe you're also, you know, giving head quite hard and quite deep, so it's potentially not rupturing. That's yeah. a strong word, but tearing or or causing oh. the skin in your throat to get infections. I ne- I've never had a sore throat from sucking dip before, but then maybe mm. I've not done been doing it properly. And the things I've had bare tonsillitis, and I've sucked dick before, after, and during tonsillitis, Fuck which never That sounds terrible. It's so awful. I would not Ew. recommend it. But when you're that horny, you just want a dick in your mouth. Like, ain't no tonsillitis going to stop me. I sometimes find fever gets me going. <laughs> yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're ill in yeah. bed like for days on end, and you're just yeah, well horny. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's time for us to fuck off too. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Oh, it's been lovely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank oh. you so much for coming thank on. You. And you've spoken about so many really interesting things. Thank you for opening up about yeah, cervical super cancer. Super important I think stuff. You, I think, yeah, I think you need to talk about the stuff that's hard to talk about. Yeah, yeah I've learned so much yeah. from you. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get to see you yeah. again when you're... Are going to stay in touch? When you're, oh, Is this awkward yes? now? I'm like no. asking to be friends. <laughs> no, I, wanna, I want friend. you to come back on the podcast with an anal plug. Forever <laughs> and ever you stay <laughs> in my ass. I love it. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. Thank oh, you. Where can our lovely listeners find you? So my Instagram and Twitter is at Karen underscore Hobbs on both platforms. That's Karen um, with a K. Karen with a K. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both platforms. Karen underscore Hobbs. That's where I am. I'll post when I'm doing gigs. Come and see some comedy. Amazing. Have a laugh. laugh yeah, we need to come and see you. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's sort this out in a minute. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <sighs> Everyone. We just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that has subscribed to our YouTube channel because last week or a couple of weeks ago when this comes out, we got 100k subscribers on YouTube, oh, which YouTube. was a massive achievement yeah. for us. We have, battled, we have battled with censorship on YouTube. Mm-hmm. People hate sex content on the internet. So for this to happen is actually a massive achievement. Yeah, we, we, we genuinely couldn't believe it. We live streamed it when, when the countdown went. We were like, yeah. Screaming all over the place, hugging each other, crying. So thank you again. And remember to subscribe to this podcast, give us a rating and a review, and we will s- you will hear us next week. <laughs> see see us. I'm waving goodbye as we speak right now. <gasps> Bye. 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 See you next week. <laughs>